Hello and welcome to the Red Yeti Podcast, episode 238. I'm your host, Matt Delabono. Today we have on the podcast Shannon Kenner, co-founder of Waxhead. Waxhead makes natural sunscreen and skincare products that are made ethically, sustainably, and are non-toxic. The non-toxic piece is by far the most important and poignant part of that. Within the first few minutes of talking to Shannon, it's clear to see how passionate he is about sunscreen sun protection which is it's a very specific thing to be interested in he is a guy who brings passion into everything he does which i think is incredible that's how you get the the best things when you actually care it was really enlightening talking to shannon i'm excited for you guys to listen to the episode there's a lot of scientific facts there's a lot of i guess deep dives into sunscreen industry um some some of them aren't that pretty, but it's still insightful stuff. And I think you get a better layout of what is out there. It's actually incredibly remarkable how much of a deep dive Shannon did into sunscreen. And through, I guess, testing in their facility, they do have a lab where they test all their products. They were really able to find something that worked well. Ultimately, it sounds like the creation of Waxhead was just a journey of digging deeper and deeper and deeper and wanting to just give people an option that's a little bit better. And the way that Shannon frames it, it makes so much sense. I don't want to get too far into it because it is an interesting story and you could hear how passionate he is about what he does. Let's not get too far bogged into the minutia of it. I give you Shannon Kenner, co-founder of Waxhead. Had to, you had, I'm sure you guys have made mistakes along the way and oh, tried yeah, things totally. that didn't work and learn and by you know by by hopefully not that painful experience. But sometimes it's like, dang it, what was I thinking? You look back and you're like, what? what? Yeah. Oh, that was dumb. Or, why did why did we start selling one ounce tubes first? That was so stupid. Yeah, no, it's it's simple things like that. One and ounce like, tubes, what? That like clarity really is 2020. <clears throat> it's, it's it insane. is. Yeah. All right. All right. Shannon, thank you. you. Talk sunscreen. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I, no, I'm I'm thrilled. I, it was a long time coming. I remember when we were talking on the phone specifically. You were going down the, I guess, like the the, the path of like explaining why yeah. you started waxing and all that. And I was like, th- like just hearing like the passion in your voice the and like passion. Yeah, no, it yes. matters. It's a, it's a, it's right. a, it's you know, people always say like, oh, what's your why? But like that actually, you know, it makes a difference. Yeah. So like, that's why I was like, oh man, you know, we just gotta, well, we gotta do you know, this. authenticity. I mean, I, I, you know, both my wife and probably you guys, y'all have worked in corporate America and Hey, we're all humans. We all have to make a living. Everybody's got to make a living. And, you know, sometimes it's harder than others, yeah. but man, we just got tired of that. You know, the, you know, everybody says it from, of that rat race. And, you know, my wife started her own, she got, she was in, she, you know, she was a marketing person and she got out of that, started her own marketing boutique firm and gosh, Oh five. And, and then I got sick of it five years later and joined her and we were doing clients and we always wanted to do something not only that we owned, but, but B to C because we were a B to and still do it. We have a couple of clients here and there, but mm-hmm. we've, as Waxhead has gone, we've, we've fortunately been able to move more and more away from it Yeah, that makes um, sense. because working for clients is, you know, gets, gets old too. It's still work a day. Right. 
And yeah. uh, we always wanted something B to C and, and, and we'd always just valued this idea of authenticity and, 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 you know, there's so many things out there. They even market this, themselves on being authentic. Um, but they're not really, it's fake authentic. I mean, if I can mention one sunscreens, they're totally fake. Um, it's, they, they come across as this, Oh yeah, we're into millennials and reality. And, but they have all the same junky chemicals in their sunscreens. They smell great. They look great. They got beautiful branding and they've got great marketing, but they are absolutely a misdirect in what, and what their consumers think they're getting. So sorry to name a competitor, but you know, that's just an example. And so we wanted to start something that was authentic. And so my wife's from Florida. We moved back to Florida because she just missed the water. I'm from North Carolina and I love North Carolina, but I don't have to live there. Carrie really missed it. And so we moved here and we'd always use things like, and of course, everybody's had copper tone and stuff like that, but, oh, but yeah. uh, you know, banana boat and all those through the, through the eighties and nineties. But then we, we started, you know, we'd always use Neutrogena Helioplex. It sounded so, wow, that is, that is state of the art. That is really advanced science. And, and it is, it's, it's advanced science in the way that akin to the cigarettes used to do well, the way they do cigarettes, they remove the nicotine, they put the nicotine back and then you have this marketing and it's, but it's, it's terrible stuff. It's, it's Franken science. It's, and they have huge teams of biochemists who, who, who know tons of stuff, not really more than we do as far as human biochemistry related to UV energy in the sun, but they have a lot of knowledge, but they use it to sell anything that will sell and is legal. And we're like, God, this is terrible stuff. It, it, it uh, bioaccumulates in your system. It wreaks havoc on reefs. I mean, reefs have other problems, um, but it just does bad things for humans, not even counting the fact that it doesn't really do that great a job about preventing skin cancer. It basically encourages people to stay out too long, not cover up, not act like our grandparents did and have some sense in the sun. You know, when you, your skin gets a little tight, you're, you're out in the midday, you roll up your sleeves or you're going for lunch. Or something like that. We people don't do that anymore because they think falsely that those petrochemicals have have them protected. And then, in forty years old and fifty years old, they wind up in the dermatologist, and they get squamous cell and basal cell and melanoma start getting frozen and peeled off. And who's to say at that point what contributed to it? But the sun, the bad sunscreens certainly played their part. Anyway, so that's why we started Waxhead. That that is that is the the perfect layup for the listener who is just kind of getting caught up to speed with what right. waxhead is what yeah. is waxhead like what is like it sunscreen we've we've you know i guess we can it, that's right. more clear but i like, guess what you could say that? that that waxhead from a perspective of sunscreen represents a a mature choice in a trade-off um and i think more and more informed consumers realize that life is about trade-offs that there is no panacea, there is no perfect easy button, um, and if there is, then it costs a bunch of money. Um, what waxhead is more expensive and a little bit more difficult to use um, if you compare it to a typical sunscreen, um, which most of our products are sunscreens. Although we're about sun defense in general, we sell eco-friendly shirts, etc. Um, but our sunscreens take a little bit more time to apply. You had it. You've seen the stick. It's yeah. not, you compare that to a typical petrochemical sunscreen when you can, you can just put a dollop right on your arm, one big dollop and spread it out. And those chemicals in it, not only keep it homogenized on the shelf, 
keeps it homogenized on your skin and it rubs right in. It's kind of oily and chemically. And yeah. it's like, it's like, um, it's actually, these things are very similar molecularly to a WD-40. I mean, it, they're flammable. Go take a spray sunscreen and it's a blowtorch if you put a lighter to it. But, but they work very well. They're easy. It's, 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 um, it's an easy button and they're cheap and plentiful. And we represent a, a choice that says, you know, life isn't that blindly, blissfully simple. And you have to think about what you're doing. And if you go down that blind alley, there are going to be trade-offs. And those trade-offs are unknown or really actually known health problems over time. And so we make super healthy. And I don't mean from a tree huggy standpoint. I mean, from a reality, absolute, total knowledge of, I mean, state-of-the-art knowledge of human biochemistry, how it works with the chemicals, anything that goes on the skin in when getting hit with UV energy. Um, so we make stuff with a high amount of biochemistry knowledge um, that, that is good for humans in the sun. That's, that's basically it. We believe that humans were built to thrive in the sun. They shouldn't fear the sun, but they have to take some reasonable steps to live within the sun the way our ancestors always have. I mean, until about 1975, actually until about 19, the mid thirties when Coco Chanel made uh, sun, suntan chic. Before that, suntans were considered working class farmers, rednecks. Um, Coco Chanel came up with a San Tropez tan and it, 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 it flipped the script. It made people say, wait a minute, the tans are great. Well, skin cancer did start going up a bit because people started living a bit longer. The longer you live, the more chance you have to developing skin. More days. Right, exactly. Um, and your skin, you, you, as you age, your body is less and less. From the moment you hit 18 to 20, your body starts getting a little bit less able to keep up with getting rid of toxins and fight infections. And it does a pretty good part until you get about 80 and if you're healthy. And then this start, ultimately, we die, right? But, but through that process, our skin is less able. So as people were living longer, and certainly when people started getting out in the sun more because it was a cool thing suddenly, People, it, skin cancer inched up, but not until the mid seventies did it start going up about four percent a year on a on a clean rate, rate per hundred thousand people, and that is when broad spectrum sunscreens came out, and this idea that they could put together a bunch of weird chemicals synthesized from oil, crude oil that aren't biochemically matched to humans at all, unlike zinc oxide, which is absolutely biochemically matched humans, which is all we use as an active ingredient in our sunscreens. And so they started putting on these bad chemicals and didn't get sunburned. They were broad spectrum, meaning it covers surface and deep tissue and skin cancer started going up. And ever since on average per capita inflation adjusted purchases of sunscreens has gone up about 4% a year and skin cancer has gone up 4% a year. Since then also the, the baby boomers have caused our population to move up. Uh, in age. So, but if you, if you take the 65 and older amount of population, that's moving up only one and a half percent a year. So there's a big disconnect between one and a half percent aging and 4% increase per year in skin cancer. And so the dirty little secret is, is that the, the majority of sunscreens, petrochemical based are not delivering on their entire broad spectrum brand promise. I mean, millions of people go out to the beaches day after day through the summer put this stuff on, think they're being responsible. They are being responsible, but they're 
they're not, they don't realize. And, and people, and I'm not blaming consumers. You only have enough hours in the day. Not everybody can go out and learn all this stuff about sunscreens and how it works. But the simple truth is, is that by using one dose of petrochemical sunscreen, one single dose, you're delivering to your body an amount of toxins that counteracts an entire year's worth of what you avoid by eating a clean, non-GMO organic diet. If you go do the math, I mean, Monsanto, they get sued for hundreds of millions of dollars and lose because they have this thing called glyphosate in their Cheerios. That's 0.87 parts per million. Petrochemicals are in sunscreens at 400,000 parts per million. And they're toxins. They, they, they get on the skin and somewhere between 30 and 80% of those seep through the skin directly into the bloodstream, not where it's being filtered by the liver. And the body has to do something with those. And as we age, we're less and less able to do it. And it does weird things like mimic estrogen in the body to the tune of what a woman goes going through menopause takes as a daily supplement. So slather that on your eight-year-old boy or girl. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's a bomber below the radar. And You're exposing people, the truth of the skincare industry, this, I guess even yeah, more specifically. I mean, again, I mean, you know, Neutrogena... L'Oreal, they got to make a living. And what are they going to do? Turn around and start making only healthy sunscreens? That would kill their market. I, I get it. And not, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying this is the, this is the, these are the truisms of what they're putting on their skin. If you have the means to have uh, to purchase a little bit more responsibly, yeah. then like this is like the, this is like the, this should be like the standard. And then obviously like, you know, having like cheaper options helpful like right. an economy, but like, right. And Hey, I, I like mean, a, I'm a, I'm a free market guy. I, I, I believe that heck people ought to be, the companies ought to be able to make that crap. Excuse me. Uh, they ought to be able to make that, that stuff and people ought to be able to buy it. Um, people ought to be able to smoke cigarettes if they want to, but if they yeah. get cancer, then that's, that, that was their choice because, and you know, th- th- the 1950s, you had doctors in magazines saying, Hey, I smoke, um, Chesterfields, they're the best. Yeah, right? And here we, and here we are, and mind. here we are 50 years later. And I believe in 50 years we'll we'll, we'll look back at theoretically at sunscreen ads and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they use petrochemicals. Those were legal back then? That 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 sort of stuff. And it's um, that's what we were saying before. It's it's like that hindsight is 2020. Yeah, like, it can be. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And it's so, it's easy to look back and see how foolish we were. So it it's it's actually kind of incredible how. Like it's clear you've done like your research on just the sun, I guess sunscreen right. industry alone, and right. even more so the chemicals in it. When yeah. did you know that you wanted to start wax it? Like when was the moment when you're like, this is the thing? Like we should do this. It's when we, it's when we moved back to Florida. Like I said, we'd always wanted to start our own. We do we wanted to have ourselves as our as our marketing client, and we wanted Got to have it. a B two C product. But hey. Hmm. But, you know, and we, you know, Tim Ferriss, right? You've probably read Four Hour Work Week, right? We oh, read yeah, that yeah. ten years ago. I mean, God, love that guy. What an awesome, <laughs> you know, winning the something. Chinese wrestling thing because he found a loophole in the what? So smart. <laughs> um, but um, so we wanted we, you know, but the big thing was like, what? What's the idea? And he and he was always talking about coming up with information. Well, well I don't know. who's going to buy what information? We have? But anyway, we finally we moved to Florida and we went to the store and we started and you know we we. My wife is an early adopter of um, knowledge as far as consumer knowledge, things uh-huh. like she, she, knew, she knew about partially hydrogenated oil three or four years before it hit the mainstream. 
And mm-hmm. she's just one of those, right? She's, she's the classic healthy mom. And not to be a, put her as a stereotype, because she's not. But um, anyway, she, she was into this. And after we moved back to Florida, we just started, you know, we, we, had, we, had, we had become label readers. And we started reading the, the, the labels. And you, and, and you can see all these ingredients. And you, 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 know, you just put into to Google or .go, which is better. Um, uh, you, you put that into a search engine, and you, and you start finding stuff. And like, whoa, this is bad news. And so we're like, well, what do you do? And then so we said, oh, there's this thing called zinc oxide sunscreen. It's that, it's that same stuff that lifeguards in the 40s and 50s used. You know, the stuff on your nose, the baby diaper cream. Oh, yeah, right. And, you know, we had, we had um, seen various, uh, we had seen various brands that were getting back to stuff like that. Like Epic Bar was when we saw Epic Bar, like, wow, those guys, that is awesome that they came up with this idea and, and, and reached such success. And so we thought, wow, we can come up with a sunscreen that's, that's good for people. And so we started doing some searching and we found a particular little manufacturer um, who happens to be a Stanford grad biochemist um, who did a lot of, uh, you know, coming up with patents and stuff for big companies. And he got out of his rat race and we got out of ours. And so we met up, got together, and he started making sunscreens based on what he's not a marketer. He doesn't really have the the bent to 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 get so in tune with what customers want and need. And Carrie and I do. We 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 love. I mean, our That's our. What best, you've done? What? Like you have the you have the experience in it. Right, exactly. Well, but we'd never done B two C. But but you know, one of our we 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 fashioned ourselves on on Zappos and like man, just customer service. If somebody has a problem, then they get taken care of. Not just the problem fixed, but they get something extra too. Because mm-hmm. we we covet the, the 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 customer, especially the loyal customer. I mean, when when someone has a problem, I'm like oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, let's see what I can do for Betty. I mean, and 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 ninety eight percent of the people say, wow, this is awesome, and we think, man. That's one more. And there are 10 million of them out there. And I want to find every one of them. And, and guys like Ready Yeti, thank goodness, are out there helping mm. us find them. Or help, helping, helping them find us. Because that's what I want. I don't want to go out and say, hey, you want my sunscreen? I want people to become Yeah, informed, who are looking. Learn something. Become qualified where they value what we're doing. Yeah, and not that's... just, oh, it's white. Or, oh, gosh, the tents can stay in clothes. Absolutely, they can. Absolutely, they can. They're tr- again, they're trade offs. If you use our sunscreen, we, we do have thinner versions that aren't water resistant. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you use our but if you use our water resistant sunscreens, they're going to go on thick and they're going to go on white unless you get tinted. And then they're going to go on tinted. They're not going to necessarily be perfectly matched to your exact skin tone. But they're not going to make you. You're you're not going to look like a geisha girl. You're going to look fairly normal. You're going to look fine. Yeah really into cosmetics and stuff and in the exact match then we're not for you you're going to go for some company that does more chemical you know artificial chemicals in it and stuff so we 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 built the company based on authentic biochemistry it's good for people long term i mean our skincare i'm sorry, our skincare not only doesn't hurt you it nourishes your skin i mean when you're putting things on it like certified organic jojoba oil coconut oil Vanilla extract, cocoa, uh, olive oil, 
I mean, this is, this is good for your skin. These, these have fatty acids and stuff that's good for you. And that soaks into your skin and into your bloodstream. And your body goes, ah, yes, this is good for me, right? It's, it's Not the good. stuff you're eating already. So it's like, of course, you know. And it's exactly. Stuff that, the, like, the, if, 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 if every single purchaser of non-GMO organic food would say, and we're not the only makers. There are about three or four that I know of that, that both know what they're doing from a biochemistry standpoint and have an authentic approach. So most, you, yeah, go ahead. Do you have like a, like a lab where like you specifically have like, we do. Test? okay. So like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. Cause you like, you're spitting right. all this like very poignant technical knowledge about like just the chemical makeup of right. your sunscreen. It's right. it's, it's that alone is like kind of nice. I mean, when you're talking to someone who is at the helm of a brand and like they, like, you know, you know, all this stuff, you know what you want your product to be. You're going out there and you're making it. And even because of you starting it, it seems like, like, of course, like there's people looking for exactly this thing who like, if you're, there's a little white residue, it's not going to kill it. I don't care about that. I care more about being protected and longevity then you're squarely in the middle of our target market too. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're informed. And if you're not informed about something, you want to be informed about it. Yeah, absolutely. And you I'm don't. not, I'm not married to the aesthetic of something where it's like, it's, if right. there is like the, like you're saying, like it's, you're married it's, to the functionality of something. Totally. Right. And I am, I know I'm not alone. I mean, that's sure. e- even, you know, being I mean, able I to, I don't know the current demographic numbers, but I, I, I'm guessing that yeah. 20% of the population is now, wanting to be informed about stuff that they buy at least and even on some level yeah because like they're because you can like it's easy it's the information's out there yeah the internet is a beautiful thing in that respect yeah and it's like even um i don't remember if if we had we're talking if this was something that we were talking before we went like officially online but like and you writing those articles where it's like it's delivering the information that's the best part and even like a podcast like this this is where something like this matters because then like it's you know there's a lot of products out there but you're also shelling out information and that's just as valuable and even a better sales tool to like get people you know to get behind something sure right um yeah that's yeah i yeah i mean and there are a lot of great nonprofits. i mean one of the one of the nonprofits that we use we, we we use as a great resource is ewg the environmental working group they are a great agnostic source of data all around any kind of household item that you might buy. It might be a cleaner or a sunscreen or skincare or anything. They put out a, they put out a, it's, it's really helped us. They put out a, every spring they put out a um, sunscreen guide and they rate every single sunscreen that submits to them between one and 10, one good, 10 bad. And every one of ours is number one. We, I think last year we had, I mean, as a small company, we had the um, second most number one rated uh, products of any company out there. The wow. only company that had more than us is Badger. And they're one of the, I mean, I, I don't mind mentioning them. And Badger are great guys. They started this back before it was sexy. Um, I don't know when they started, but they, they've been, man, they've been hugging trees for 30 years and they're good guys. And uh, they've been making good sunscreens ever since then. I, uh, they're, 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 dare I say, they're as good as we are. Um, but I don't <laughs> mind, I don't mind Badger being out there. We're, 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 we're doing, we're, we're going to do just fine. Um, yeah. But, but you know, most most of these companies, they don't know what they're doing, and if and if, if they do know what they're doing, most of them don't do the right thing. And then there's a lot of other. I'm I'm sort of rambling here, but there's a lot of other companies. There are three kinds of sunscreen companies, in my opinion. There's oh the yeah, big go guy, for that. There's the big guys, 
mm-hmm. that have tons of biochemistry knowledge, tons of huge teams, you know, talk about research. They can do anything they want to. But like I said, they'll sell anything that's legal and that people will buy. Huge problems with that, as I've kind of already covered, um, at least in part. The other, the other side of it is the, the well-meaning amateurs. I, again, I'm not judging them. I'm just saying what I believe is a truth. They don't really know what they're doing. They'll put things like carrot seed oil because carrot seed oil is good for you. Well, it is, except when you're in the sun getting hit with ultraviolet rays, which do DNA damage that needs to that your cells need to repair themselves. While you're in the sun, you don't want to be putting vitamin A, which carrot seed oil basically is, on your skin because it encourages those damaged cells to replicate while they're being damaged, while they are damaged. It's like putting kerosene on a smoldering fire. You want to wait for the fire to go out. You want to go to bed at night. Put the vitamin A, the night serum, on your skin. We sell night serums. They're great. We sell a wonderful night serum. It's 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 rosehip seed oil certified organic and coq10 and antioxidant stuff but you shouldn't be wearing that stuff during the day it's for simple human biochemistry reasons and so there are a bunch of people out there who have what i call internet knowledge they've read a bunch of stuff and you mentioned hey man you've really done a lot of research but ultimately my research is from a layman's point of view i i i will never start to think that i am a a, a source material expert as they say on all this stuff I rely on my biochemist who knows his stuff and he's one of the world's best in my opinion. He, he's, he's, he's aces. And I come to him with ideas like, Hey, can we, you know, can we come out with a 50 SPF? Because, you know, on the shelf, a 30 and a 50 beside each other, um, you know, Texas bigger, big is better. Um, they're going to go for the 50 a lot of times if they don't know what they're, if they don't know what they're buying. Um, not realizing that the diminishing returns from SPF doesn't really matter. I mean, wearing a 30 in the, in the sun for four hours. Okay, so take, do the math. Basically, SPF, first of all, only has to do with what's happening on the surface of skin. It doesn't have anything to do with what's happening down below. They can't directly test that. The way they test SPF is they get in the lab and they put a certain product on a person's skin at a certain density level, and then they expose them to some sort of heat lamp that, that, that proxies the sun. And then they do a before and after testing of their skin color. And depending on the skin color change, and it's a little bit inexact because it's basically two guys saying, Hey, Larry, is Sheila's arm more of a number two or number three shade of magenta there? I mean, it's, 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 but that's how they do it. And that's, that's as good as we have for being able to test SPF directly. So that's how they test SPF for what's happening on the surface. So it doesn't have anything to do with what's happening down below. And so if you take what's happening on the surface, whether you're getting burned or red or tight, that depends on how much SPF you have. And SPF is just a divisor. If you're out for four hours, say 240 minutes, and you're wearing a 30, well, 240 divided by 30 is eight. So that's like getting eight minutes of unprotected sun. Oh, so like it's really goes like the you got to be looking at like a really long time in the sun for it to make a a serious difference. Really, I mean, you could go all day and it wouldn't make that much of a difference. I mean, how many times have you gone out in the sun for say thirty minutes? (laughs) Almost every day, unprotected. Okay, and we should. That's we. That's good for us. God, either we evolved in the sun or God made us for the sun, and so we are made for the sun. We have to live in it. It's a good thing. It makes all life. I mean, you know, stars and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so you go out in the sun for 30 minutes. That's a good thing. You got vitamin D. That's what, that's what our bodies were designed for. 
And so most people stay inside too much. Uh, when they are out in the sun, they slather on sunscreen and ours blocks vitamin D production just like it's any a surface other. level thing. I understand if you're doing that. And so, the, and yeah. so 40% of Americans are vitamin D deficient. And, and man, it's a tragedy that 80% of COVID fatalities are from vitamin D deficient people. That's just, that's a little fact. It's like, whoa, that's yeah, man. And so, you know, it's good to go out in the sun. And so back to the, back to the math problem. Let's say you're out in the sun for eight hours. That's uh, 640 minutes. You divide that by 30, a 30 SPF, you know, reapplying a couple of times throughout the day, eight hours all day in the sun. That's like getting 21 minutes of unprotected sun. That's a, that's a perfect thing, right? So take that same situation where you're out for 640 minutes and divide that by a 50. Well, that's like being out in the sun for about 13 minutes. I see. Yeah. It, it hasn't, the, the, the difference between the 30 or even 100, it, what's, you haven't, you haven't sustained any damage that your body can't handle unless you have some sort of immune system compromise. But if a normal, healthy person out in the sun for 21 minutes is perfectly fine to be able to remove those free radicals that the skin, that the sun created and all the other problems in this, in the sun, your, your body can repair itself as long as you don't go crazy, but putting a hundred on to get a hundred or 70 and a lot of fifties have a whole bunch of extra petrochemicals in it. And what you're doing at its very best is you're trading sun damage for chemical damage and hormone damage and all the things systemic toxicity problems. And that's the thing <clears throat> that Waxhead is specifically trying to conquer. Just taking petrochemicals right. out of the equation. At, it allows, at least. Right. At least. right. We, we would never come close to, to, to petrochemicals. Now, but we do consider titanium dioxide. We're still considering it. We're not sure about it because te- titanium dioxide, which isn't nearly as good as zinc oxide for this reason, well, there are a few reasons, but the main reason is it doesn't protect very well against UVA rays. It does a decent, so <clears throat> you've got, you've got a, a light spectrum, okay? And so the UVB, think burn, that's the stuff that mainly affects the surface of the skin. And that's the only thing that we can see. We can't tell what's happening down below. You're never going to feel sunburn down below, right? Um, now, you might feel kind of icky if you've gotten a sunburn, and that's, that's part of the problem. That's, that's in your body, right? You've gotten a really bad sunburn. People know about that. You feel, you feel almost kind of like achy flu in, in, a, in a sense. But on the surface, UVB. Below the surface, UVA, think aging. And so UVB is completely covered by both titanium, and, by titanium dioxide, and by zinc oxide, covered on all, almost exactly the same level. In the UVA, Zinc oxide continues and it covers throughout the entire portion of UVA at a very similar rate. It's, zinc oxide has what's called a flat absorption curve. You can go all the way through UVB and deep all the way through UVA. It also covers UVC and blue light, but it covers everything equally. And so there's no disconnect between what's happening on the surface of your skin and what's happening down below. And I'm never going to say that, that uh, zinc oxide is a panacea. It doesn't. It doesn't completely block out but it blocks out between 97 and 98 percent of the rays i like those odds exactly and that's (laughs) all you need to stay out a good long time have a great time in the sun even eight hours even 10 hours in the sun you have a great day as long as you're you know reapplying every two to three hours um but with our with our water resistant stuff you're going to be glad if you forget that you're wearing a good thick uh water resistant sunscreen that waxhead makes i mean i'll get to that if i have time but um 
But the, but the idea of adding titanium dioxide will allow us to, to create a 50 SPF product, which from a marketing standpoint is a no-brainer. But we're, we're, we're shy about it because we, we're not absolutely sure yet uh, that, that titanium dioxide is not only safe to work with because it's built with titanium, which is not biochemically matched to humans, actually is, is a toxic, toxic heavy metal. Zinc, that's what makes zinc oxide, is a critical mineral. People take it to avoid colds. It's, it's oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like that. I so, like that attention to, to de- like it, even like you come close to like, oh, like people will probably like this. And will. it might be fine, but we still want to make sure that we're like you, you, I, you attach like a, right. a comfortable moral sphere to what you're doing. And like, you really right. hold yourselves accountable. And that's right. like, I mean, we're not do-gooders, but we just want to do what we think is, is right. Yeah. We're trying our best. Right. You're not do-gooders, but you are doing good. You know what right. I mean? Like I'd, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we're doing we're doing our we're doing our best for our, for the consumers that like us, and and ultimately we just want them to be informed and know what they're getting into. I mean, if people are going to use petrochemicals, that's their business, but we think so it's a mistake. What what other ways are you? I mean, beyond literally what we're doing, yeah. uh, podcasting yeah. and the um, just supportive articles, things like that. Is there anything else that you guys do or like are interested in or trying to figure out to get to build the, the business, to build the business, but even more so because I think it, it just makes way more sense. And it seems like this is something yeah. you've been focusing on, but spreading yeah. knowledge about um, wax head and like specifically uh, the chemicals and the lack of chemicals in it. Right. Well, you know, we, we, we do fairly regular blog articles. Mm-hmm. Um, we also reach out to, um, writers that we find in, um, that write to our target market. Um, we found that people who fish, people who surf, people who get tattoos, um, at least a certain portion of those people, people who, who swim, people who love to go to the beach, all that kind of stuff. But, 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 but golfers, um, people who spend a lot of time in the sun. Um, one, a, a friend of mine is actually is a, actually a pretty famous golfer. Um, and he, he, he's actually won a couple of majors. We, 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 we can't believe it. Like, oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. What? I know this guy. It's crazy. But so he spent his last, you know, 20 years in the sun and he's mid forties now. And he called me about a month ago and said, yeah, I just had, um, I think it was basal cell. He, he had, he had Mohs surgery, um, done and he had some stuff dug out of his nose and his forehead. And so he called me in and I was like, Oh dude, okay, here's what you need. And so now he's using this religiously. And like, like almost all of us, he spent his younger years and, and, and middle twenties and middle thirties and, and through his forties not really knowing what the sun was doing to him. And he makes his living in the sun. And there are tons of people that make their living in the sun. So, you know, fishermen, not just professional fishermen, but, but amateur fishermen, they're all over Instagram. And we love these people. I mean, they, they go and do things and they, they catch this big fish and it's awesome. And, you know, and they're, and they're trying to be um, ethical in what they do. And, and there are all kinds of things where, where, where humans, where, where first world humans have kind of woken up um, to the idea that, wow, we can, you know, we can actually hurt our planet. And I'm not trying to go down the path of climate change and all that, but just, just like, dude, come on, don't, don't throw that in the river. Don't throw it on your cigarette, butt. don't throw the, the, the fishing line in the water. Don't, don't buy a six pack of, of, 
uh, Coke or beer and, and don't cut the rings. I mean, cause many, have you seen a picture where the bird is like, come on, man, to be just, just act right. I mean, that's, you may not change the world, but at least you're doing what you can to be. And so we gravitate toward people like that, whether they're fishing or surfing. And when they're, and especially when they have a blog or they're writers or they work for a magazine like Field and Stream, we reach out to them. And most of them, you know, they don't, they, 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 they only got eight hours in the day too, or 15 or whatever it is. And they, they don't give us much attention. That's okay. But, but, you know, we slowly by hook or by crook get more and more attention. And as we get more notoriety out there, we get a little bit more, like, oh, wax it, I've heard of them. And, but it's, it's a slow process. I mean, I think at some point it'll start, <clears throat> you know, it'll get away from us and that'll be a great thing. But still for now, I mean, we, you know, we, we work hard to, to find and reach out to and communicate with anybody who's willing to lend an ear about these truths. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it and I'm rambling. <laughs> no, 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 but it's good. It's still on point. Yeah. How, how quickly did you, jump into production of uh waxhead was it was there like a a serious r&d or since you guys use like a, a very the the, bi- that- the the biochemist guy he was already making skincare and um he, he's great he, he makes his own he makes his own equipment he's super I, I went i've actually been there a few times and he's come to stay with us um we love this guy uh and so he makes he makes his own stuff and so we came to him with the ideas of sunscreens and and um he's just he's just on it and he he knew so much i mean just from a biochemistry standpoint that it was fairly easy and he already had the equipment i mean it was just it was just a you knew you know i said earlier that we've been pretty bad about finding things to outsource to yeah well we were we were we we got the most important one right yeah yeah, and, I mean, I'm not calling outsourcing. We don't outsource to him, but but we found someone that wasn't us to do something, and he's just so knowledgeable and confident. But he's not a he's not a big talker as far as like promising things. He he he's constantly like I say. I mean, I go to him with ideas like, "Hey, what if we did this?" And he's like, "Well, okay, here's the here's the thing." And he always gets he quickly kind of starts to go over my head, and I have to sort of read up on. Okay, what was he? Ah, okay. He gives you homework. In a sense, yes, yes. I mean, another thing we're trying to develop is um, tinted versions, not not just skin tinted, but blue and orange and. Uh, oh, so you can actually see when you might need to re- reapply yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you may have heard of a company called Zika. I mean, they've been making colored zinc oxide sunscreens for many years, and you know we're we're critical of of different things. I mean, from a from a literal standpoint, we're a little critical. We say what's good and what's bad about stuff, and what are the trade offs and. And when we see like, hey, you know, that, that those guys have been doing that and people people like those colors, maybe maybe kids might like our stuff and our kids love our stuff. I mean, they love our logo and all that kind of stuff. They look, we call them Mac. I want to um, glow in the dark. I want to I want to glow in the dark. sunscreen. Oh, that would be so that would be ridiculous. Why I, did you say that? The, now we you know, just get some like radioactive I, waste. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's totally that's kidding. yeah, that's actually a pretty cool idea. It would it would be interesting. Yeah. It would be it could be cool if like the UV the UV light, you know, like you put yeah. a glow in the dark stuff in light and swimming the UV in dust. light. Yeah. I'm I'm um, a I'm like the world's like gimmicks just work on me. And I know yeah. this, like marketing sure. just works on me. Yeah. And I'm glad I know this because I can like pull myself back and be like, I would never need or use X, Y, or Z. But like if I saw glow in the dark um sunscreen i would be like uh, if i can get like yeah. a little sample of that just like right people out we need to <laughs> we need to patent that fast yeah i don't i don't know if you could like can you make something like that 
skin safe? I don't know. Like, I, I have yeah. I have no clue. I don't I don't know what chemicals would do it. I don't know how they would interact biochemically within the formulation that is the sunscreen. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, bug bug spray. I mean, the, the people had the idea a few years ago, and it was a you know a brilliant idea. Hey, let's add bug spray and sunscreen together. Uh-huh. It would be great if we lived in a perfect world. Those could go together and be fine. And and sometimes you have. I mean, hey, do you want to do, do you want to have perfectly working sunscreen, or do you want to or or do you want to avoid um, uh, deer ticks that might give you Lyme's disease? I mean, life yeah. again is a trade off. We have to make r- choices against different levels of risk, and we do the best we can with our God given human brain. That makes sense. But it just so happens that when you add the the chemicals of bugs spray um to a sunscreen it it kind of messes it up and it doesn't really do its job not to mention the chemicals in it now people might say oh what about you know stuff that's made out of eucalyptus leaves and the essential oils well it's unfortunate biochemical chemical truth that not only do those natural bug repellents not work as well i think we all know that they're great Mm -hmm. and that's what we use i mean i mean if i were going out into the woods of vermont or north carolina in the, the fall time, I'm going to be wearing DEET. I'm going to put it on my clothes. And even though I know that that's not good for me from a biochemical standpoint, but I weigh that against the risk of getting bit with ticks. And ticks are worse mm-hmm. than they were when we were kids. People, Lyme disease is more prevalent. Rocky Mountain spotted fever, there are various things you want to avoid. And that's worse than a little bit of DEET here and there two times a year in, in, in the woods. But if you're going to use yeah. sunscreen, if you want the sunscreen to work, don't use any sort of bugs, bug repellent with it, either in the brew or without. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. That makes sense. I mean, really everything in moderation. And, you know, for when you, exactly what you're saying, like, you really can't damn deep for right. that reason. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, of course, like, the heavy-duty chemicals are going to work, but you need to understand that, like, do not make that the standard. Do not make that your go-to. Right. Like. And I'm talking specifically about bug spray. Just right. for There's um, actually a great company. I can't think of the name right now. I met them at a trade show. Sawyer? No, they make, and there may be others, but these guys make awesome bug repellent. And it uses a, a, a chemical that does have biochemistry issues, but compared to DEET, it absorbs into the body much less fast. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't um, interact with um, things like plastics in your phone and things like that it's not as toxic and it works just as well in many ways than deep i can't think of who they are but it's 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 like wow cool some people that again realizing the trade-offs that they're making something that's not perfect from a human biochemistry standpoint but they're making something that's better it's a better mousetrap um that is an improvement for both the humans that use them and the stuff and their 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 equipment and things like that even if it is baby steps yeah even if it is baby steps right right what has been the biggest mistake you've made in regards to building wax, whether it could be anything. Um, well, one, I would say come, one of the biggest mistakes was coming out with one ounce tubes first. When we got started, you know, we were, really? we, we were, we, we, you know, we're self-funded. We're still doing it ourselves. <laughs> um, you know, we've had people who are interested in investing, but yeah, uh, you know, that's, Once, that gets dicey when you take yeah, investors. Right. Um, and, but guy, I mean, Hey man, I, and I honestly, I want it. I, I want, I, I would yeah. love to find the right person who not only has, the resources and the experience of doing things like this, not necessarily sunscreen, but kind of believes in what we're doing. Right. And not just, Hey, Hey, let's have our monthly profit call, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, 
so we're talking about one ounce tubes, but, but when we, st we started small, it was like, you know, we, we didn't think through from a long-term point of view, what products we were going to be selling long-term. We thought, oh, well, one ounce tubes are cheap, but it's, it's a low entry point, but like, that's, that's stupid because they, they just cost more because they're smaller. There's, and there's more, and in a one ounce tube, there, there's more plastic compared to, to products. It's more expensive. And, to, to but but he, from an environmental standpoint, if you take a one ounce tube versus a four mm -hmm. ounce tube, you're going to be using that one ounce tube. You're going to be putting plastic into the into the system faster. Yeah. And you're going to want more sunscreen. I mean, like, you're going to want more sunscreen, like, yeah. right? It's not like the one. And but and one ounce tubes. I mean, what are you going to sell a one ounce tube? No, you're going to sell a two pack or a three pack. And then you have to come up with ideas like, oh, what do we put? Do we put it in a cardboard box? Do we put a label on it? I mean, and you yeah. we don't we don't. Again, we're not a huge company. And even if we were a huge company, we would still want to think, wait a minute, let's just, just throw stuff into the environment um, for, for just because it sells better. Let's think about what we're doing. And um, again, I, I mean, and so the one ounce tubes were just a mistake. And we still sell one ounce tubes in tents and we sell one ounce mm -hmm. tubes. Uh, that's the only thing. And we're, we're, sl we're slowly phasing those out. That makes sense. And yeah. And then the other, I'm not going to call it a mistake, but it kind of learning kinda opportunity. To, it's kind of come to a stop. We actually started this company as Waxhead Sun Defense Foods. So this is a fun story. Uh, we actually, my wife actually invented uh, a Sun Defense energy bar and it's an awesome thing. We, we did a lot of research. Again, from a layman's point of view, I mean, a lot of deep dive into a uh, big university, double blind, super duper scientific studies um, that showed that high levels of antioxidants in your system help remove the free radicals that are created by the sun on your skin. So when, this, when the sun hits your skin, the UV energy causes free radicals to be released in, in, the, in the exchange. And so free radicals are good. I mean, I think most of your audience our audience has heard of free radicals and know, probably know what they do in general. But free radicals in abundance are a bad thing. But they are, they're good in limited. I mean, again, the human system is, is, is designed to process them and use them. They, they, they kill infection and stuff like that. Right? Um, they get rid of uh, foreign bodies and things like that. But you don't want too many of them. And so eating a whole bunch of antioxidants, namely a combination of a fat-soluble and a water-soluble antioxidant. Fat-soluble vitamin E, water-soluble vitamin E. You have to be careful with vitamin E because it's fat-soluble. You don't want that, that, that can build up in the body. You wouldn't, want it. you wouldn't want to have so much in it so that if some kid ate 10 bars, it could reach some sort of toxicity level. So we had to be careful with that. But we were far away from it. You would, we, we did the math and even reaching something where it would be sort of some sort of issue where they might cause them some sort of discomfort, um, not to toxicity. I mean, we, they would have to eat 50 bars in a day to have toxicity levels. So, but anyway, it was, these bars were basically like nice tasting energy bars made with good stuff, oats and whey protein and pea protein and, you know, peanuts and peanut butter and organic stuff, all that kind of great stuff, right? carrot cranberries and things. We had, I think we had four different flavors. And if you ate one a day, that would give you five times the recommended allowance of vitamin C and vitamin E. And that synergy would effectively remove the uh, free radicals. And so we actually did. And so the, and this was all backed up by, again, big, big science. 
And uh, so it had been, so it, it's not that we had tested it, but it was, it had been proven by proxy in, in legitimate scientific studies. So we created it and we actually did field tests. We had about, we did it about 30 times with different anglers and surfers and we would have them go out, go out for their normal day, five, six hours in the sun. Uh, and they would not protect one body part, their forearm or something like that. Usually it was their forearm. And, uh, and then come back after the day and then have a little journal and write down between one and 10, how much, how painful it was before and after shower, how painful it was the next day, how much peeling was there, all that kind of stuff. Fairly heuristic. I mean, this isn't exactly science and they knew what we're studying. We knew what we're studying. It wasn't double blind. Um, there were no placebos. It, everybody got the thing. Um, but in, and then, so then we'd have, so we'd have, we'd have them do that for two. Then we'd have them, we'd have them go out, do that unprotected with one body part. Then we'd have them eat our bars for two weeks. We sent them, you know, uh, I think 12 bars, 80, 12 bars over a two week period, go do it again with a different body part exposed, but like the other forearm apples to apples. And it was amazing. We found 30 for 30 saw a, they, they, they agreed that they saw a bonafide significant difference in wow. lesson in redness, uh, less in pain, uh, both before and after shower the next day, less peeling, et cetera, et cetera. And, we were like, and it was, and we did the math on it over, over 30 people. And Hey, I'm an old stat guy. So N yeah. equals 30, that's significantly significant. Um, uh, it was, um, a 48% improvement in, uh, in, in symptoms. And we're like, wow, this is, this is awesome. And so we were selling them and people loved them and we could still sell them if we wanted to, but we never had the patent on it and we tried to patent them. Um, our, our IP attorneys are great, but we came up against some sort of gatekeeper mentality in the, uh, uh, in the um, patent office, you know, up in DC or wherever it is. And they just would not see what we're talking about. They, they just did not see that it was, they patented. needed more testing or something. Me. No, it wasn't that. It just, they said, no, that's not, that's not possible. You can't do that. And we, and we went three, three rounds. We tried to get switched over to somebody else. And I mean, I'm not an attorney. I don't know how the process yeah. works, but it was just, I was like, man, bummer. And so we, we, we could keep throwing money at it to keep and maybe eventually get it. We thought, you know, the market quite isn't here yet anyway. And so fortunately we had already moved on and added sunscreens. And, and, and also we realized that, you know, sunscreen bars, who wants to eat a 200 calorie big almost a meal replacement bar every day. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's you know, tough. it's like, you're only, you, you only want to snack so much and um, you're not going to do that every day. And so we came up with the idea of bites or chews. And that's what we would do if we came up and did it again. Well, you're prepared. I, I shouldn't leave you talking about this. Somebody somewhere smart is going to do that. And they're going to be an IP attorney and say, Oh, I can get this done. I'll get this up. <laughs> and then, and then we'll send, and then we'll send wax at a cease and desist. <laughs> not that we sell them anymore, but we, we have hopes and we would love to be able to do that someday because you know, the thing of it is, um, we see what wisdom in the sun, like our grandfathers and ancestors had. I mean, ancestors use zinc oxide thousands of years. You know, tribal people have been using zinc oxide. Just so happened they figured out that it worked. Um, and they've also been doing things like covering up. And they do things like go in. They seek shade. They also ate better, you know, our ancestors. Yeah, so. of course. <clears throat> and they also drank water. And so we see four things. One is sunscreen. One is covering up, one is seeking shade, and one is eating better. We wanted to have the bars. I mean, the bars were our first thing. Um, and we also want to have the bars as like the four things. We, 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 we sell sunscreens for wearing the sunscreen. We sell nutrition bars that help with sun. 
and that's eating right. And we sell eco-friendly shirts that are made out of recycled plastic water bottles. They're awesome. They feel great. Um, but, you know, that's, that's not anything special wearing a shirt, but it is one of the four things, cover up. Um, and that's, so we, we would sell three things, but now we just sell two things because the bars just, they're just ahead of time. There's been no story on Good Morning America saying, dude, yeah, you can eat your way to helping with the sun. And when that happens, maybe we'll be able to get back on the train. But at that point, some company like Kind Bars or something is going <laughs> to do that or, or RX Bar or something. And, and man, I love those guys. I went, wow, they, they kick. It'll, it'll put you in a good position because like, there's a huge, a ton of people who like supporting smaller companies sure. and there's yeah. never going to just be one company. You know, that's a good, that's a good point. We, we've gotten, we've gotten past the post uh, industrial thing where just, you know, IBM controls everything. They're just, they're, they're tons of little guys and you can, and people can make the living and, and do a good thing to a lot of people. Yeah. That, that, yeah, and that's, locally. That's, that's a, that's a great thought. Sure. Like it, even in like, uh, <clears throat> like locality is also super huge. Like people, yeah. even it, it could be the same exact product, but the thing that sets them over the edge is that I know that this was made here or the people are from right. here and it's smaller. So it'll actually support real, like the, right. there's, there's all those pieces of it. Yeah. Um, but, well, you know, local, I, I think local is great, especially for food. I, I, I don't think that it necessarily works in every phase. I mean, there are, I mean, there, there are good logistical reasons for doing this and not just profit. It is kind of more efficient sometimes. You know, like, and this is off the, off the beaten path again, but you know, the, 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 the canned food drives, those are inefficient. Oh, you um, mean like collecting cans for whatever? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's better. It, it's be, it, if you're going to give $5 of food away in cans, it's better just to give $5 to a good, well-run, highly rated, go to a charity navigator and check out a, a nonprofit and give the money directly to them. That, and Charity Navigator makes sure in an agnostic way that the nonprofit is not just feeding off itself and the CEO isn't getting paid 500000 which which is unfortunately the case. I mean, there are a lot of nonprofits that do that. So anyway, that, that's totally off the subject. <laughs> <laughs> but for anyone looking to learn more I got about so much, so, so many yeah. opinions. Yeah, no, that's good. That's, that's what I want. Yeah. That's, what we're, yeah. that's what we're here for. Um, so last question, yeah. what is the best part about running Waxhead? From a personal standpoint? Sure, yeah. Having something that's my own and uh, that, that you care about. I that I care about and I and and I reap the benefits or the or the what's the opposite of benefits? Um, bad things. Advantages? Oh, oh, the, the opposite, um, you know, the, or the or the punishments. If I do something wrong, I mean, if I make a mistake, I, I, I learn from that. Um, and I get to, to, to see the, the reward of it. Um, and I, and also, you know, I say that, but also I love talking to customers and taking care of their problems when they have them and talking to a, a fisherman who gets us. It's just, it's great. It's just like, wow, he's out there too. He's doing his thing too. He's doing good stuff. And I get to be a part of that. Um, Maybe even going down and going, I, I don't like fishing my, myself, <laughs> but I like to be on the boat and eat sandwiches. My wife loves to fish. We joke that I started, we started the company because she loves the sun and I hate it. <laughs> like, I'm always like, where's the, where's the, the top? Does this boat not have a top? You meet in the middle. That's oh We meet in the middle, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that, I mean, having something that was my own and being able to talk to customers and, and, and people who are, uh, what's the word? 
not affiliates, ambassadors that, you know, that, yeah. that, that get out and, you know, you see somebody on Instagram post something about us that we didn't even know for, and we didn't even necessarily know them yet. It's like, wow, that's so cool. They know we us, did yeah. this and there are people out in the world that actually get it and appreciate it. I mean, how great is that? I mean, you guys too, right? I mean, Oh yeah. No, it, it's like always crazy. Like even if I like, uh, occasionally it's happened where I like, I'll see like one of our stickers on like someone's helmet. Yeah. Like, a ski mountain. I'm like, oh, right. That's, I, a that's sticker. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Like, something that simple. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's cool. I mean, we see our stickers locally a lot. Yeah. But totally. um, man, if I'm ever traveling and I ever see a sticker, I'll be like, oh my gosh, that is, that yeah. is cool. And I'm going to be like, if it's in the grocery store, I'm going to hang out and wait till mm-hmm. I walk out the corner and say, hey, I, I'm Waxhead. That's me. <laughs> that's me. Oh my God. That's Carrie, come over here. Meet this person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> sorry oh my god yeah anyway um, well wow i've really enjoyed this yeah shannon thank you so much for taking the time um, oh man i thank you blast for, great for I wish anyone I could do this a lot oh hey yeah. yeah it's there are plenty of other podcasts to come on and you're more than welcome to come back on okay um so that's you know feel sure feel free um if we get back into bars maybe we can talk more about that oh yeah yeah definitely because that's like that's sounds interesting I mean, I could see the, like, it it doesn't surprise me that you got uh, a ton of pushback from that because it's like, that is, it's hard to wrap your head around that. It's never, no one's ever talked about that. People know what sunscreen is and people know what zinc oxide sunscreen is, but like, what? I I am, I'm not buying that. Yeah. But I mean, we had, we had our, we had our fans. We certainly had our fans and we could do it again and sell a little bit, but just, we, we got to concentrate on sunscreens and skincare. So it makes, it makes sense. Um, For anyone who wants to find out more about sunscreen or wax head, where is the best place? to to go our website it's go waxhead that's g-o-w-a-x-h-e-a-d.com um yeah i mean we 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 take a lot of pride in putting not just information about our specific products but information about sun defense in general and if anybody ever has a question they can email mac at gowaxhead.com or email me shannon at gowaxhead.com um and I, i i i don't give short answers but I give uh, every you know the, the truth and the whole truth behind uh, sunscreen realities. Uh, and and if somebody says, "Hey, is this product okay?" What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, "Okay, which not not company because it, there are lots of companies that make some good products, but you can't trust that all their products are good." Tell me the exact product. I'll go look it up. I'll look at the ingredients and I'll tell you exactly what I think of it. And if it's good, I'll tell you so. And if it's not, I'll tell you so. And I'll tell you why. That's so, incredible. Um, Shannon, thanks again, really for everything. Thank you, Matt. Really enjoyed it. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.